Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday Eve. I can tell you, I'm glad that we're actually towards the coast here because it is triple digits in the desert areas. Y'all stay cool and hydrated if you are anywhere inland. And hopefully you've got some AC, if not some fans and a way to keep cool and a way to keep uh, your doggies cool um, because we got to think about them. I mean, my little boo gator with that thick black hair of his, it gets above 75 plus him being a Shih Tzu, you know, he's, he's hupping and pupping. Uh, he's just breathing hard and, and uh, just struggles in the heat. So y'all stay cool out there where you are. Um, I know I promised y'all an hour two tonight, at least I think I mentioned last night that we were going to have Dr. Naomi Wolf on to give you guys an update on Pfizer, and we are had to reschedule her till Monday, so definitely you got that to look forward to for next week, so stay tuned for that because there is some breaking news happening with Pfizer in terms of the electioneering that went on in 2020, so always uh, happy to look forward to having Dr. Naomi Wolf on. Um, I want to pick up the, uh, and this hour we've also got some breaking news, another corporation that's gone completely woke that we've got to add to our boycott list. There's breaking news in the abortion situation. So uh, the left is always looking for ways. We we had a win here in California, which actually, if you can count the fact that something that wasn't a felony and it should have been a felony is now a felony again, a win. I guess I'll take that. Uh, we take one step forward and two steps back. We've got uh, that's that's the situation with abortion in this country. You've got a story to share uh, with you in that uh, regard, as well as the fact that what major Democrat today was compared to Jesus Christ and Martin Luther King. Y'all are going to die when you hear this. But first, I want to continue the the discussion. I went to play a clip, and I had given Skins the wrong one, and so it didn't have time to get to the most important part. And this was Jonathan Turley uh, going over how... Um, how... arrogant, worthless, dismissive demeaning, corrupt, I could go on, that Christopher Ray was yesterday, and he concluded by saying, Congress has some decisions to make. So I think I have pulled up the right clip, Skins. If you can play that, please. This is what we've seen in the past. It was a false appearance of contrition and then substance from the director. You know, he only apologized for things that have all violations have already been found by courts and Congress, by the way, against the best efforts of the FBI. And so for things that are already established, he went ahead and said, well, we'll never do that again. But in terms of the violations that we've already laid out in terms of censorship, uh, F- uh, FISA violations with the secret court, those are already laid out in the public record. Uh, he just refused to, to comment. Sometimes 
times he said that he didn't have any recollection, uh, and it was a, a maddening experience. I mean, the thing is, Congress has to make a decision here. You know, they, they just went through an entire hearing where they were given nothing. He was far more detailed uh, when Eric Swalwell asked him about the FBI Family Day. With that, he, he was he, he just held forth at length. But when he's asked about censorship, he gives answers that seem rather obviously false. You know, he, he said that the FBI focused on foreign disinformation. That's just not true. I mean, we have the emails. I mean, it, at, at some point, you're treating the public like chumps. At some point? Every step of the way. In fact, why didn't Jonathan Turley mention when he's talking about Swalwell that we had breaking news that was reported by Just the News yesterday about how the FBI stopped investigating after Nancy Pelosi interfered, stopped investigating how Dianne Feinstein and Eric Swalwell's relationships with Chinese spies were compromising our government. Investigations halted, stopped. The FISA applications, those those that were going to be uh, be put forth to the FISA courts, stopped. We're talking about relationships between Congress people that were sitting on the House Intelligence Committee and their relationships, one of which was sexual, with a Chinese spy, an enemy of the United States. That investigation, those two investigations get shuttered. But anything related to Trump, not only not only do we we have uh, Trump investigations not shuttered, but they're manufactured based upon nothing. They're hoaxes. And he was allowed to get away with the fact that he didn't answer the question, was there a Russian collusion hoax? So what needs to happen is that he needs to be subpoenaed. He needs to be put under oath. He needs to be held in contempt of court, uh, contempt of Congress. There needs to be some Republican U.S. attorney somewhere that can begin to prosecute some of these people. That's what has to happen. He should have been asked. It's not my question. Vivek Ramaswamy had a good question. Uh, he, he, I actually retweeted it yesterday. He had a list of 15 questions he thought Christopher Ray should be asked, one of which was, if the next president of the United States wants to dismantle the FBI, how are you going to cooperate with that and in what manner? Interesting question. I just would have liked to have seen him on the hot spot. But quite frankly, if we have a Republican uh, as president ever again, certainly in 2024, if Christopher Ray is still in his position, which I don't think, because I think what will happen is if a Republican wins, I think he's going to resign. I don't, I don't think he's going to put himself in a position where he could be fired day one. Mike Davis from Article 3 Project would be my choice for attorney general. If you don't know who he is, I need to reach out and, and, and get him on the show. He has tweeted out what his plan would be for his what he calls his three-week reign of terror, his first three weeks as attorney general. I almost wish he wasn't tweeting that out because it will make it a little difficult for him to get through his nomination process. Um, and, and maybe he's tweeting it out because he knows that he wouldn't be nominated and he's laying out ideas for somebody who would. But it needs to be a reign of terror in the form of firings, in the form of prosecutions. 
We have long had all the evidence to prosecute Joe Biden, to prosecute Hunter Biden. And now there's no Republican who, sh- who should ever say again, like Richard Nixon did or like Trump, when Richard Nixon laid, Richard Nixon laid down and allowed JFK to steal the election. Um, it, we should not be in ever again like Trump did with Hillary Clinton, gave her a pass because he wanted, you know, he didn't want to drag the nation through all of that. He, he wanted, he thought he would just show up in D.C., roll up his sleeves and get work done. He had no idea the extent of the deep state. Nobody really did, by the way. So you can only evaluate Trump's decisions at the time with the information we had at that time, right? Um, next break, we've got, an, we're going to take a break after that. We've got another major cosmetics company that has uh, has gone completely woke and we got to share that with you guys because we've got we've got to add this to to the list of companies to boycott but you know who you should be going to you need to be going to real do sleep here in san diego i'm telling you the i've come to realize more than i ever did in my life how getting a good night's sleep is absolutely crucial to every aspect of my life for my mental health for my physical health for my relationships because when i don't get a good night's sleep i'm i'm one of my nicknames is cranky pants so you got to get a good night's sleep go to real deal sleep here in san diego they've got this bed called the number bed and it is a much better quality number bed than any other ones out there and it's much lower price and in fact if you tell them that you heard about them from AK, mention my name, you get 20% off. It's completely customizable. It actually then will get elevated at the head and at the feet. It's just an amazing bed. And this business, by the way, I know you love veterans and I know you love to shop local. It's locally owned by a veteran, JD. He's known as the Sleep Whisperer and he will not rest himself until you get a good night's sleep. It's This bed, the number bed, is exclusively at Real Deal Sleep. You need to go quickly or the, before the 20% off is gone. You can go to realdealsleep.com and make an appointment. Tell them AK sent you and start getting a good night's sleep, people, because we need you rested to help save America. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to share with you what cosmetics company has gone woke and the next phase in the abortion battle. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Another day, another disgusting corporation shoving LBGTQ crap on us. Um, Maybelline Cosmetics has hired makeup, quote, makeup artist Zach Taylor to promote a summer product uh, that the brand just recently launched. Um, He's now so-called a Maybelline partner. No, so makeup artist, let me get this right. So makeup artist Zach Taylor was hired. Then they added uh, this Ryan Vita person who's now a so-called Maybelline partner. So they, they, they've they gone, used two dudes. It's this Ryan Vita person, evidently, who it has a beard that he's a Maybelline partner that's promoting the new lipstick on Instagram. And it's bright pink. Zach Taylor is also putting makeup on his face. Oh, they both have beards. 
Oh, okay. It's even worse than I thought. The article says uh, they use a bearded man. Oh, no, they both have beards. They've now hired two bearded men to be hawking their makeup. So we've gone from... It's bad enough with like a Dylan Mulvaney, right? Pretending that he's... What's her face in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Now we've got men with beards... Co-opting brands, in particular, a, a brand for women. Why would women put up with this? I posted on my Facebook page the the winner of Miss Netherlands, a dude, and the runner-up. The runner-up was absolutely incredibly beautiful, stunning. The left looks like the actor from somebody posted a meme of the actor from The Office. This is not an attractive man. Women need to stop participating in this crap. Women need to stop buying. Do not buy. I will never. I mean, you're going to go and buy Maybelline. Somebody, a friend of the show posted that Maybelline and L'Oreal are all owned by BlackRock. Um, Yeah, and BlackRock is, I mean, this is a, a far lefty uh, outfit, right? I mean, this is, but we can, but they're still profit-driven. Whoever owns Maybelline, whoever owns L'Oreal, the bottom line is, is these are profit-driven companies. Bud Light has been tanked, has been destroyed because America stopped buying it because of Dylan Mulvaney. Women, it is time for you to stop complaining about how men and this lefty movement is destroying girls' lives by stealing their sports, um, by coming into their locker rooms, and parading around with their with their male genitalia in front of young girls, uh, it's it's time for women to complain about men being allowed to compete in in these in pageants. It's time for women to stand up. We're already seeing some beauty influencers as I'm going through uh, various uh, versions of this article, Andrea. That uh, women are like, "Yep, I'm done. I'm not buying this uh, this brand ever again." No, we need to push back against this crap. We need to start, we need to start, there's got to be some makeup brands out there that are either conservative or at least don't shove this crap on us. There was just a poll that that was done in the heels of of Bud Light where 60-something percent of Americans just want businesses that sell products. Do your business. To just keep their politics out of it. If if cosmetic brands are, you know, have their demographics as women, does that mean that there's that 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 men never buy cosmetics? Of course not. But their demographic, just like Bud Light, the primary demographic for Bud Light drinkers uh, was men. Does it mean that women never drink beer? I don't. I've, I've never been a beer drinker, but some women do. But by and large, their demographic was men and it was pro traditional American men. Stick to selling to your demographic. And that's what these cosmetic companies need to do. I like the Maybelline eye pencils, eyebrow pencils. I'm not going to buy any more Maybelline. That's it. That was really the only Maybelline product I bought. But you know what? I can find other eyebrow pencils. I like those because they were cheap. But you know what? I'd rather pay a little bit more. And let me tell you, BlackRock or not... That's good intelligence, good intel to know that BlackRock is is continuing to buy up more, this far lefty, you know, outfit. But they, they're profit oriented. Let me tell you, they, they want to make their profits. Stop buying it. Stop buying. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to buy any pro, any products 
that has this transgender crap being shoved on me. And you Democrat women out there, I don't help me to understand. Help me to understand why you support this movement that's erasing you. One of the things that I said to a friend of mine who is on the DeSantis team and he's all day long tweeting about how and DeSantis, you know, tweeting about how Trump, you know, was the, was the guy who he, how the Trump team supports LBGTQ and woke this and woke that. And DeSantis came out and said Trump was the he was the pioneer in pushing transgenderism on America, which is just a bunch of crap because Caitlyn Jenner used a women's room at the Trump Tower or whatever, 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, DeSantis has Dave Rubin of the Rubin Report on his influencer team. I'm not a fan of Dave Rubin, and I don't understand why conservatives are. Here's my thoughts on Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin claims to be a conservative man. The right-wing conservatives have embraced him. When he is a gay married man who adopted a child that was had via surrogate, how is that... Not part of the woke LBGTQ movement. The, one of the things that the aspects of this transgender movement and how it affects the erasure of women is by gay men. Look, they, you know, in the transgender movement, we're going to have a whole bunch of millions of people out there that can't have children, right? We, you know, part of it is is supporting same-sex marriage. Well, they can't have children together, right? Then we're going to have a whole generations of people, men and women, that were chemically castrated and medically castrated. They're not going to be able to have children. So women are going to be treated like nothing but a uterus to be rented. This is what we've done in this LBGT movement. It's the ultimate in destruction of America through the destruction of family and destruction of genders. This is why I say the LBGT movement is the Trojan horse that will destroy this country. You can't claim to be the anti-woke candidate for me if one of your top people in your circle and your influencer is an extension of the transgender movement and part of the rent-a-womb crowd. I've talked before about a movement now for gay men to think that fertility treatments should be paid for by either companies they work for or taxpayers because they have the right to be parents too. Well, when two gay men get married and come together, they can't biologically have children. So how, where are all these wombs going to come from, from women that are going to have to be, how are they going to do this? So if they have legislations passed that entitles them to surrogacy, where, where are all these wombs going to come from? Nobody should be supporting that. Surrogacy started under the idea that somebody, some gal was infertile and, and, her, and her uterus, she had to had a hysterectomy when she was young to fight cancer. Maybe her sister or her mother would bear her child for her. And, and, and you see where we've got, where we've gone with that. We're now at a point to where, and here's where, it, it, and case in point, we've got a biological man calling himself a trans woman who was on video on TikTok saying he wants to get a uterus, get a baby implanted in the uterus so he can be the first biological man, trans woman, 
to kill that baby via abortion. We've now reached that part of the story. It's despicable. Speaking of abortion, there's breaking news where it comes to that. The FDA has approved the first over-the-counter birth control pill with no age restrictions. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to share that story with you, as well as Hollywood's got a strike going on. You concerned at all for Hollywood? You feeling bad for these Hollywood actors and writers? We're going to talk about it when we come back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I'm also a major cheeseburger uh, fanatic, I, but not fast food. That was never my thing. I, I didn't like fast food burgers when I was a kid. Still don't like fast food burgers, even in and out. Um, but <laughs> Skins always hates it when I say that. I don't like fast food burgers, okay? I just don't. I like... No, you can... It's perfectly acceptable to say I don't like fast food burgers in and out. That, that kind of hurts my heart. Well, you know, sorry. It's a fast food burger. I, no, no. It's a cut above. And, uh, oh, I, fast food burgers are thin patties. I'm all about, you know, um, a home, a thick homemade patty. Anyway, if you like fast food cheeseburgers what do you guys think about burger king thailand they have a real cheeseburger that features 20 slices of american cheese no meat i mean i like cheese but i also want to taste the meat well there's no meat on this it's just bread and 20 slices of american Uh, cheese. you know i like cheese but i think that's even a little too much for me yeah and when it comes to american cheese i like american cheese on a burger but i don't like I like it. American cheese melted on a burger, but just uh, to eat American cheese out of the wrapper, no. If I'm going to eat plain cheese, I like cheddar. I like sharp cheddar. Yeah, sharp cheddar, preferably. Yeah, English sharp cheddar, like the white kind. Um, I just thought this was strange. Anyway. I mean, I never thought I would ever be saying there's that's too much cheese, but that's too much yeah, cheese. That's, yeah, that, that, that doesn't work for me. All right, so um, the left, always looking for new ways uh, to exploit, harm, murder children, has, uh, you know, so, um, three weeks or so after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the FDA has approved um, the first over-the-counter birth control pill that will begin to be available, I think, sometime in early 24. Skins, please play clip six. Some point, someone called you. Uh, but we do begin with the historic move by the FDA today, approving the first over-the-counter birth control pill in the United States. That means people can soon access contraceptive medication from the same aisles as Tylenol and Motrin. FDA officials clearing the way for the Perigo once-a-day O-pill to be sold without a prescription. Activist groups calling this a major win for reproductive rights, coming less than a month after the nation marked one year since overturning Roe versus Wade. Since then, at least 15 states have ceased nearly all abortions. Our senior policy reporter Ann Flaherty has been following this and joins me now alongside ABC News medical contributor and physician at Stanford Children's Health, Dr. Alok Patel. Ann, we'll start with you. It's the first medication of its kind to be moved out from behind the pharmacy counter. So when is it actually going to become available and where will there be any type of age restriction? 
So no age restrictions, Kira, and we're going to see this start to pop up on shelves the beginning of next year. And as you said, this is absolutely a huge move by the FDA. People are calling this historic because imagine being able to walk into a store at any time of day. You don't have to engage a pharmacist and you can pick it up off the shelf. Look, I'm all for um, birth control use. Uh, abortion has been a form of birth control in this country, which is abominable. But to think that this type of medication is going to be available over the counter with no age restrictions, no doctor, no doctor advising the patient as to the risks that are there's a lot severe that, uh, that can go wrong there. There's there's a huge amount of risks with taking birth control medications a huge amount of risk this is this is how um and the fda i think i reported a while back that 75 percent of all drugs approved by the fda at some point are red um redlined meaning they've got severe um side effects and and come with warnings and uh, it's not that I'm, I'm anti-birth control like I said I mean we, we we need people to be practicing real birth control not abortion but this is not the solution why do you need to have this over the counter I can't go into if I go into it's not so bad now although I don't know I haven't bought any in a while um, but I don't I, I haven't bought Benadryl in a while but I think it, it, there's been some over the counter like sinus pills and allergy pills that I've had to show my ID for because these ingredients get used I think um, to make meth or something so it's like but there you're not going to have to show an ID to get you know birth control. No age restrictions. These aren't people that care about children. I mean, what are your thoughts, Skins? Is it, well, we need more birth control or, or do you think? Like I said, I think there's a lot that can go wrong there. Especially like no age limits. I mean, that that's a whole nother thing that I think is just the wrong move. You couldn't, you could not get ivermectin prescribed by your doctor to fight a virus, but we're going to let 13 year olds buy birth control off the shelf. You couldn't take hydroxychloroquine, which is sold, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, sold on off the shelf all around the world, and you couldn't get it to fight a virus. When everybody knows that it works, and, and it's safe for everybody to take, you couldn't take that, but we're going to provide this for children and, 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 and women without physician's guidance. crazy like i said i guess we should just be happy that they're actually talking birth control but i don't know what's in these pills and i don't know um you know well, think if they're misused by somebody yeah. that doesn't get their well, apparently they don't need their parents permission but they mis- misuse them take too many of them i mean yeah catastrophic yeah absolutely absolutely um, Hollywood writer strike, acting strike. Um, there's so much that bugs me about this story. Uh, we're, you know, seeing Fran Drescher up there. And by the way, why is it always non-working has-been actors that end up, I, I hate to say it, I, I mean, has Fran Drescher done anything since The Nanny? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe she has. 
it seems like the the president, the head of SAG-AFTRA, is always a has-been actor or or somebody like Gabrielle Carteris, who who had one show that she was ever on as the sidekick on Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, shouldn't it be somebody seasons. successful in the industry currently working? Right. So, you know, to see, and Ed Asner did it. He he was the head of SAG-AFTRA for many years. He was, he literally, uh, you know, was an, you know, an active promoter of communism. Um, you know, but to see Fran Drescher up there screeching today about what an abomination, excuse me, I've been getting the hiccups so much lately. <sighs> had to t- had to hold my breath. Get for him out of here. <laughs> um, what the, the first thing that came to mind when I heard about these actor strikes is how many actors are making. I don't, I don't know how many with streaming now are making $20 million a picture like they used to. But the amount of money that some of these A-lister actors are making, and they're not spreading it around. There's so much money in Hollywood. The issue, you can't as actors, when you're making the kind of bank that some of these actors are making, in good conscience, convince me that the problem is with anybody else but you. Don't and don't act like because you could spread it around. Pay equity. We hear we hear all these actors complaining that female leads aren't making as much as the male leads. Lady, you're making ten million dollars a picture. Don't become when you're when the hair the the hair and makeup gal is making what fifteen an hour. No, they have contracts, Andrew, for every individual movie. You don't like the deal for the picture? Don't sign the contract. Yeah. And and the and they're trying to claim as though they're 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 striking today supposedly on behalf of background, which used to be called extras. People who do background are non union actors. They're not even a part of SAG AFTRA. And I'm not even aware anymore that because here's their complaint their complaint today is that ai if it, it, the the what they want to do is take a picture of a background or an, an extra actor and pay them for one day work and then use that image through artificial intelligence to use them going forward and the screen and fran drescher and others are acting as though this is so terrible because and no actor is ever going to be able to make it in hollywood because actors get their start doing background work and that is such a lie background and extra actors are non-union workers I'm not aware of any A-lister actor who got their SAG card or made it became an A-lister actor off of doing background work in the first place. We're going to take a break. Going to continue this discussion when we come back. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. How many of y'all out there worried about these Hollywood actors? They're on strike, y'all. For the first time in 60 years, I think it is, the actors and the writers are on strike. Um, I don't know. I'll just binge watch old episodes of Designing Women. I don't know. There's lots of old good good uh, TV shows and movies 
Uh, I can binge watch. In fact, a lot of today's current stuff just isn't any good anyway. So, you know, there's that. Um, but I just, res- I, I just resent them trying to act as though, uh, they're standing up for the little guy. And this is all about background actors. I mean, you know, um, y'all know that I've done a little bit of acting. It's kind of a long story, but on my resume, I wouldn't even put background. It's not. It's not even considered a, unless you're quote a featured background person. Uh, you you don't. Nobody makes a living off of doing background. It's on non union work, and you're not going to get hired to do a movie or a TV show from doing background. You just don't. You want you want actual resume credits, so you go and you do theater, or you go and do a student films where you actually have actual acting on your resume. Walking around in the background was something that I would do when I dated, for example, I dated this uh, director in Hollywood, and I'd go visit him on set, and he'd sit me in the in a chair in the background or whatever, and that was a way to hang out with him when he was working. Okay, it's not acting. <laughs> okay, it doesn't count. So for them to try to act like, you know, uh, do I think that they should get residuals? Um, you know, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, if the companies are fine, but you know, these are all things that get negotiated with the TV actors. So you know, these these unions, um, everybody does. Uh, and it's kind of confusing because, for example, I mean, it's it's legendary that all the actors on Friends all got together and said, we're going to when it comes time for us to negotiate our contracts, we're going to demand that we all get paid the same. And I thought that was really cool because you had some of the actors on the show that should have been paid more than others because they were the breakout stars of the show. And I think that's that's the way it should be. They were great to each other with that. I think it, these big name stars making all this money, put your money where your mouth is. Why you're gonna you're gonna make twenty million on on a for a movie and you know the gaffers and the the craft services people are all making you know a couple hundred dollars a day you know put your money where your mouth is and shut up I, I'm I'm tired of hearing about it because let me tell you there's other people that work far harder acting is a hard it's a hard thing to do I will tell you that anybody who's ever tried to act reading making somebody else's thoughts and words come across on camera as your own is much harder. So I actually think that good actors deserve to be paid a lot of money. I don't resent it. But what I do resent is people like Fran Drescher standing up there talking about how they're victims. They're acting like they're working in a sweatshop, making below minimum wage, you know, and losing their hearing and their eyesight in a factory somewhere. Okay, stop characterizing yourself as that way. I don't want to hear it. Right. Um, I do love the, you know, the entertainment industry. I mean, I think that music, I think that the arts um, it, it, it lend a lot to culture, but we don't have to act like they're, you know, curing cancer. OK, <laughs> right. I, I say this as Skins was excited because he saw a movie last night he really liked. But you know what? You, you want to tell everybody about it or you want to save it for your movie review for tomorrow. Either way. All right. Well, you can go ahead. We're talking about Hollywood. You can go ahead and share. I mean, you just talked about moments ago. I mean, it, it really is few and far between where we actually get quality entertainment, whether you're, especially in the realm of movies, everything is, you know, politicized. You have the woke culture and it's just, you know, and we're tired of it. And, and so when you go see a good movie that really doesn't lend itself that way, it, you know, it, it makes you feel good. And I went to go see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One last night and it. It's just a heck of a movie. It was it was it was a lot of fun. 
Well, and that's the way it should be. It should be, you know, about being entertained, not politics. And I've never heard Tom Cruise get involved in any political crap like, um, you know, um, pay equity and this and that. And he supposedly, I know people personally that have worked with him many times. And he's just a, you know, good to good to his people on set. Um, when always when hear nice things about him. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And whether you like his movies or not, I can say most of the movies, at least that I've seen of his, there's no political sway in either direction. No. It's just entertainment. He keeps his mouth shut with that. I mean, the only time he's run his mouth and he shouldn't have was when he was talking about Brooke Shields and psycho, you know, drugs, uh, psychological drugs for. Uh, for depression and, yeah. and anxiety and things like that. Um, you know who should probably have kept his mouth shut is John Kerry. <sighs> he came, He, I guess they had some hearing today that had to do with uh, climate change. Um, two and, days in a row, that's too much John Kerry. Yeah, too much John Kerry. So, um, but, you know, I, I guess we're, we don't revere him like we should. I, I never thought of him as, as being on the level of Jesus Christ or of Martin Luther King. But apparently, Democrat Representative Dean thinks so. Clip five. I think at some point someone called you uh, that you were carrying a far left radical agenda. Uh, I have to admit to you, if anybody thinks it is radical, uh, to care about the protection of this planet for future generations. Uh, sign me up. It reminds me of Martin Luther King in the letter from Birmingham jail when he was called a radical and an extremist. He said, wasn't Jesus a radical for love? So I embrace the term radical whenever I'm uh, attacked that way, when I'm focused on something so worthy. Thank you so much, John Kerry. You're so on the level of Martin Luther King Jr. You're so sacrificial that, you know, I'm so glad that, that you, uh, you know, I, that you are fighting for us and fighting for the planet. And, and I just feel so bad for you that, that anybody called you out today for your carbon footprint and dared to question your flying around on private jets. Uh, let's please play clip three. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. Well, yeah, let's go there, John Kerry. Um, nice weasel words. Um, you know, I personally have never owned a private jet. Oh, um, I understand today that it didn't take much of a Google search for my friend, Dr. Gina, to find out that from Real America's Voice, that hat tip to her, that there is an LLC. He has an LLC that owns a private jet. <laughs> oops oops come on did he really think i mean even without g doing that research did i not already know that he's married to the heinz ketchup queen heir then he lied and said he was asked well how many times have you flown private uh since you've taken this job oh i I think probably just once (laughs) yeah who believes that oh my gosh Oh, the lying sacks. And they think people believe it, too. You know, it, yeah. I mean, just 
you know, the, he's he's right up there with the hypocrites in Hollywood, right? Like, um, what's his face? Um, DiCaprio, right? Flying all around the world uh, in private jets while he drives a Prius, suppose. <laughs> Let's just talk about the, the, the emissions alone with these people up in Hollywood sitting in their limos for like an hour and a half trying to, get, trying to be next in line to get out of the limo at the red carpet spewing their gas. There was a lot of gas being spewed, a lot of carbon emissions today by Fran Drescher and her, you know, victimhood nonsense. When was the last time you want to talk about having to work a hard day? Okay, let's talk about what you and your lefties have done to the business owners in California, like the minority business owners owning taco shops. You are, you didn't have any problem with Gavin Newsom taking people out of their jobs, shutting in 60% of minority business owners in Chula Vista had their, their restaurants and their their businesses shut down by Gavin Newsom and you didn't give a crap about it. You didn't care that restaurant owners were shut down but except Hollywood was able to set up and have their, their productions feed people. Remember that video where the woman said she was across the street from a Hollywood movie set where they were able to feed their actors and their sets while her business wasn't allowed to operate? I don't want to hear from you, Fran Drescher. Take your nonsense elsewhere, like maybe to Georgia where Yollywood is set up taking advantage of tax breaks.